0: back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it, to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. All right. So Jeremiah 33. Last time we ended up talking just about these blessings, right? Mm-hmm. These future blessings that Jeremiah is saying God is making promises and he's going to fulfill them. And one of the things I just thought about, bro. We're still kind of in that section with 33 yeah is that man the future is only as bright as the promises of god right, right right so when we think about the future as christians and what's to come we have to remember that god has made us promises right right and so we can always have hope yeah even in the midst of something as bad as exiled by crazy nebuchadnezzar we'll learn more about him and daniel yeah but we'll see that and 33 comes and he's going to keep talking about all these blessings these good things god is going to do and what I was just struck by was the response. Yeah. That he says, "Gods people will have." Right. And you know what it is? Huh? Joy. Right. Yep. Joy. Right? It's worship, it's joy, it's praise. Um and man, one of the ways you can just tell a Christian, right, is there is a true delight mm. in what God has accomplished for them. Uh uh-huh, that's good, in bro. In salvation. Yeah. And I know, man, that as you go along your Christian walk, right, there are times where it's dull, yeah. and those affections fade. Yeah. And my prayer, man, is that folks that are really believers would, mm. would have that joy and that refreshing sense that what they have in Christ is amazing. Absolutely.
1: That we can be hopeful because at the end of the day, like what the promises or what God's trying to say here is that, look, your salvation depends on me, not on you. Amen. Right? Which is. Good, because I know if it depends on me and my faithfulness and my resolve, That's <laughs> I'm done for, right? Yeah. Um, chapter 33, what I love is that he talks of, about the new covenant, Yeah. but then he also brings in the Davidic promise. Sure,
0: yeah. And he shows
1: that, that it's like, right? People thought like, oh, those two things are good news, but God shows it's like, no they are related, right? Mm. Um, I was in middle school at the time and I think I was reading Sports Illustrated for kids back then. And, <laughs> and they brought up how, you know, Tracy McGrady and Vince Carter, two of my favorite players at the time, they were playing on the same team. Mm. And people loved them and they had a genuine and like for one another. Yeah. And then they have a conversation, or go to a family reunion at some point. And they see one another and they say, oh, we didn't just like one another, we're related, right? (laughs) Right. And I think Jeremiah 3 says this, oh, like the new covenant and the Davidic promise, Yeah. oh, like these are good things, but it's not just that they're good things, they're related, right? That a king... Being on the throne from the line of David, the Lord mm. Jesus, mm. is actually going to be the one that ushers in this new covenant relationship. And I just thought, man, that's such good news. Those two good things are related. Yeah, absolutely. And
0: it's just like, man, the Bible is one story. One book. It's one book. Yeah. One story and really all the covenants yeah. in some ways or another are related yeah. because God is the same God. <laughs> <Yep>. They're <laughs> and, all coming to the reunion. Yeah, they, they're <laughs> all coming together. Yeah. And God yeah, wants a relationship, a covenant right. relationship with right. his people that he likens to marriage over and over. 34 yeah. comes and um, talks about Zedekiah. We've been introduced to right. Zedekiah earlier, and he's this king in Israel or in Judah. And uh, Jeremiah is like, yo, Hey man, like you really, I want you to know, like you're going to Babylon too. Like <laughs> right. I don't know what you think. Man, you may think you're ruling and doing your thing, but it's going to be a wrap for you. So I'm just letting you know <laughs> that you're going to Babylon. Right. And then the back half of the chapter, it's really, it was weird. Like I had never encountered it before, nah. but he talks about this slavery, right? right? like how Israel was enslaving their own brothers and sisters. And then God says, yo, seven years, you got to let them go. Right. They can't serve forever. They let them go. And then after a while, they're like, oh.
1: Oh, wait them. a minute. That means we're going to have to do some work. Oh, so we got to bring them back. And they changed their mind. They
0: changed their mind, yeah. Yo,
1: 34, verse 15. Yeah. It talks about, and it says this. God's like, yo, today you, you repented mm-hmm. and did what pleased me, right? Mm-hmm. That it's like there is an actual, like God feels a pleasure when we repent and turn from our sins, right? God is yeah. not a referee and a scorekeeper, yeah. right? Refs don't stand up and cheer when somebody keeps the rules, right, right? right? God is like, he's pleased when folks turn from their ways, but then God's like, ah, but you actually repented from your repentance, which mm. was you made. <laughs> right. So to repent is to make a 180, and God's saying, ah, you actually made a 360, and yeah. you just went back in the same way. So that really doesn't do you any good.
0: Yep. And he talks about, man, the reason I instituted this covenant or the institute of these rules because it's connected to my covenant. Yeah. The reason I said, yo, y'all are to let slaves go after seven years. Because I liberated y'all from slavery. I'm a liberator. Y'all
1: were enslaved. Yeah. And I let you go. Yeah. And so every seven years, y'all are reminded, oh, yeah, freedom comes from God.
0: Yeah. And it's like, yo... This, this, these thoughts um, are connected to these jubilee laws where, right. like if you have the land and you lease it out, it yeah. goes back to its owner. Right. One of the things we see is things after seven years were, were supposed to be returned to their rightful Richie. owner. Mm. So one of the things the text is implicitly saying is that man is not the rightful like, owner of man. The man. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, <Come> <laughs> it's, it's so right. good. And thinking about it like contextually helps you to see that. And God is like, oh, because y'all did that, I'm going to let y'all be free. Yeah. Two <laughs> Uh exile, death, right? All of these things, famine, war. Um, and so we just see this irony here in God. You just see the heart of God, though, mm. in that He um, is a liberator and He right. wants us to be free. Yeah. Amen. In Him. Yep. Amen. 35 goes back to 10 years earlier, talks about Jehoiakim, the reign of Jehoiakim and these Re- Rechavites, I think it's called. Yeah. Um, and basically, God is just gonna uh, use
1: Come them. on, Mister Hebrew, give us stuff. Yeah, I ain't looking at in Hebrew, man. I was
0: like, all right, let me just read it. I didn't look up the Hebrew, but like one of the things you see is these folks are obeying their ancestors. And yeah, and God is gonna like yo
1: ancestors that are dead. Yeah. that are gone, mm. that can't be consulted. Yeah, they've trusted their words so much that they've built their present life on it. Yeah. On the words of their ancestors that are dead and gone. That shows the strength of the relationship that people have to ancestors that are dead and gone. Mm. And God saying, I'm alive and still here, fam. And I can't, (laughs) I can't get nothing. Y'all don't trust me enough to like, to do what I said. And bro, with the things that God says, Mm -hmm. it's not just a prohibition, Mm -hmm. right? God's going to say, all right, look, turn from your ways, correct your actions, stop following God's, but then he's going to say, live in the land that I gave you. God's not saying, I just want y'all to stop all all of the bad stuff. But God's saying, no, look, I gave y'all a land that y'all didn't have to work for. It's fruitful mm-hmm. and it's lush. Part of obeying me yeah. is enjoying the very real gifts that I gave you. Yeah, And they don't trust God enough. Yeah. To enjoy the very real gifts that he's laid right in front of them.
0: One of the things you see, bro, every time there's this prophecy of judgment, mm. God always goes back to I warned them, I warned them, I warned them through the prophets mm. and my people. And I just can't help but see the patience of God. Right. Like, like that God is more patient with us yeah. than we even are with ourselves. Bro. Mm. Like, and so when we see his judgment, people are like, oh, I told you old testament God, judgment. <laughs> And it's like, yo, like. Right before that, he said, I (laughs) warned you for years and for generations, and now this happens. And so we just see that, like, man, God is so patient, and the best way to please God is Mm. to just be faithful to God. That's it. That's all he wants. He Mm. doesn't want... You don't have to write the bestseller. Right. You don't have to preach the best sermons. You don't have to do... You don't have to have the best podcast. Right. He just wants faithfulness. Faithfulness. Yeah, and we all can do that.
1: 36... There's a little bit of a shift here. Yeah. Goes to the story. Yeah. And basically what takes place at the front end is guys like, I right, look, Jeremiah, you've been talking for a long time, y'all. Maybe, maybe it's just that yeah. you said it for so long, people don't understand the weight of it. So I want you to compile it all, write it, write it down so that they can binge watch. Mm. Maybe if they binge watch and are forced to sit <laughs> in front of all of this, <laughs> yeah. then it'll settle in.
0: Yep. But it's like, fam.
1: Fam. So Baruch writes it down. Baruch has it, yeah. People read it and they're cut. They're like, yo, this is deep. This is good. They, they say, yo, king. You gotta watch this joint, right? You yeah. gotta watch this Netflix special. Yep. It's crazy. The king watches uh, it. It's winter time, so he's sitting in front of the fire. Yep. He gets so mad that he throws the joint into the fire, burns the word of God. Yeah. And assumes that burning the word of God mm-hmm. is the same thing as ridding himself of what God Mm. requires. Mm. Right. And man, as I read this, I just couldn't stop thinking of myself. Yeah. Of how often, like, yeah, I burned the word of God Mm. on the fires of, you know, social media, busyness or some other distraction. That's good, right? Knowing what God requires of me. And being so uncomfortable with what it would take to do it and what I feel like I would give up that I just find some fire to burn it on and assume that ridding myself of God's word right in front of me is the same thing as removing the obligation that that word places on me.
0: Oh, that's amazing, bro. One of the things I love is that he's going to burn it, but God is going to have Baruch Jeremiah say all the things again and is going to do it a second time. Right. So he got to rewrite this whole <laughs> manuscript. You feel me? But Sheesh. the thing that, that, that is, again, we just see God. Yeah. We see God even in that, that mm. he uh, cares about us so much right. that he would have his word rewritten mm. and written down for us so that we can learn from Judah's mistakes mm. 700 years ago today. And yeah. we can apply those things that they were supposed to take heed to right. today, like yeah. that is God's faithfulness, and that He's like, "Yo, I don't, I love you so much that I don't want you to make the same mistakes, and I'm gonna give you
1: my word, yeah, here and now." And so today, I think we need to follow the example of the the Rechabites, or however you say that, yeah. <laughs> right? Like God is, you know, our truest ancestor. Yeah. He's our Amen. Father. That's good, bro. I like um. That. He hasn't died. He's alive, Mm. living. Mm. He's in control of the whole world. Mm. He has never been late with getting the sun up out of bed. Never. (laughs) On time, every day. Trustworthy. Yeah. And so as his word goes forth, even today, regardless of how uncomfortable it may make us feel, how much we think we're losing out on in obeying, I think we have a good reason to. Mm. trust it mm. yeah let's pray
0: yeah father I pray that above all else God um, that we would just trust you um, you are trustworthy you mm. are faithful yes God and faith is just a response to your faithfulness yes God and so God we just pray that you would help us to be very just that and you would help us to have joy God because yes. of- nobody nobody's face can look to you and not be radiant with joy amen and so lord i pray that you would give us those things remind us of the good things you've given us in christ remind us of the things you said in your word for our own good forever it's in christ's name we pray amen amen